This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the 31st Sunday of Ordinary Time, the 4th of November. If you've been in the area of Westminster lately, you will hardly recognise the Palace of Westminster, which is enveloped in scaffolding as it undergoes a much-needed restoration. The clock tower that houses Big Ben is obviously iconic and recognised the world over. What is perhaps less well-known is that the tower at the opposite end of the palace, the Victoria Tower, houses on a dozen different levels all of the laws that have ever been created in our land. They have been inscribed on precious vellum and they are filed on shelf after shelf in a controlled climate so that they are carefully preserved. If someone were to ask a lawyer or the keeper of these documents, which is the greatest of the laws of our land, it would be difficult to answer. Depending which lawyer you speak to, there'd be different opinions. And at the time of Jesus, there was a similar plethora of laws, hundreds and hundreds of them, rules and regulations that governed every aspect of life. One of the favourite pastimes of the rabbis was to ask each other the question, what is the greatest, the central commandment of the law? And this was the trick question posed to Jesus, to which he gives his famous answer. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. And then he adds, which makes all the difference. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbour as yourself. Everything else, he is saying, is subordinate to those two great commandments. So if you observe every jot and tittle of the law but have not love, it means nothing. If you love God and hate your neighbour, you are a fraud. That's what Jesus is saying. St Augustine used to say to his students, if you want to know the principle by which you should interpret the whole of the scriptures, this is it. If you're ever confused about what something means in scripture, use this as an interpretative text. All the Bible is meant to bring us to the point where we love God. And because we love God, we love our neighbour. Everything else is commentary. Why are these two laws so tightly linked in Christianity? The answer is simple, because of Jesus himself. At the heart of our faith stands Christ, who is the God-man, the one who is in his own person, both divine and human. Therefore, it becomes impossible for a Christian to love without loving humanity, because we love Christ. To love him is to revere both of these laws at the same time, because of who he is. So this is the key. What does this coming together of the two loves look like? Well, we can all think of examples of charity or altruism which inspire us and help us to see the love of God at work in our world. Perhaps you're familiar with the famous painting of Salvador Dali which hangs in the Glasgow Art Gallery. It depicts our Lord on the cross and is based on a sketch made by St John of the Cross in the 16th century, the result of a moment of mystical prayer. Underneath this drawing he wrote, In the evening of life, all that matters is the love with which you have done things, because the love of God is the criterion 
on which we shall be judged. This is the distinct and unique nature of Christianity, which has God at the centre with his self-sacrificing love. That is why the crucifix forms the centrepiece of any church or building where the work of the church is being done, so that we can point to it and say, this is the kind of God that we have and that we believe in, a God who has loved us to this extent, and who says that if you want to follow me, you have to do the same. Put your life on the cross for the one or the ones that you love. We know that the Christian religion encompasses tolerance, justice, mercy, forgiveness, as well as all the nuances of love, charity, altruism, eros, free friendship. But the ultimate expression of Christian love is agape, that love that pours itself out for the sake of the other simply because they are other. It has nothing to do with feelings or liking, but everything to do with total giving of oneself. It's this kind of love that's required of anyone who enters marriage or the priesthood, because without this agape love, we would never be able to persevere in what is asked of us or in what we've promised. During November, the church gives us another way of living love. We often think of love or charity as the kind of love which gives something away. The one thing we often don't think of as charity is the charity of our prayerful concern and intercession for others. And during November, this love has a particular focus, our beloved departed. During this week, I had to go and visit someone who has been a friend for a long time and who was in intensive care following a heart attack. When you see someone lying in bed, wired up to every device imaginable, looking so helpless, the normal human reaction and sentiment is that you want to somehow try and release that person to bring them back to fullness of life again. Well, that's what we do when we pray for the holy souls in purgatory. God has given us a great power which can be unleashed by prayer and in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. During this first week of November, the church makes a fantastic offer. She says, visit a cemetery, pray for the dead, go to confession and receive Holy Communion that same week. And a holy soul, someone we pray for who may still be in purgatory, can be released and enter heaven all because of that simple act of love that we've done. So why wouldn't we do that? This is love lived out. And in the knowledge that the church is a family on earth and in heaven, is assisting those who need the help of others. In this month, so rich in reminders of eternal things, death, judgment, heaven and hell, may we listen again to the voice of our mother, the church, calling us homewards, heavenwards, and with the intercession of Mary, Mother of Divine Love, bring us all to the perfection of holiness now and one day that future glory above. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, by whose gift your faithful offer you right and praiseworthy service, grant we pray that we may hasten without stumbling to receive the things you have promised through Christ our Lord. Amen.